Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Run home. It's James Magnus and Mark Bosnich this afternoon. No Joel and Fletch. It's Tuesday. The 2nd of January. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year to you, Missile. Happy New Year to you, Gibbo, who's here in the studio with us. Great to see you guys, mate. i just got to say, Happy New Year. We'll get over all the nice cities and all that. I know as I watch you very, very closely, as I know, because, you know, I, I count you as a, as a friend now, but you are looking in tremendous shape. You've got that gym, <laughs> haven't you? I know you're not good at compliments, but I've got to say to everybody, uh, get down to that gym. I'm coming down. Where is it? Marrickville, isn't it? Marrickville, yeah. yeah. And you can do, like, you know, I love doing Olympic lifts and dropping the weight. You can do that. Yeah, there. you throw the weights around. Yeah, but no, no noise restrictions Phenomenal, there. buddy. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm going down. Let's get down to Marrickville. I need to get that address at the end. But happy New Year to all our <laughs> listeners. Uh, what did you get up to for a, New Year, Buzzer? Well, I, knew, I just had a, it was like we, in the apartments that we're at right in the city. Mm. Um, so we're friends with obviously a lot of people. We've been there for 13 years. And my wife's a really good friends with a, another couple that are at the apartment. So we went to their apartment with their family and friends. They put on mag, mag, magnificent views, magnificent spread they put on. Um, I actually said to my kids, look, listen, because sometimes my kids sort of come to me, if, especially, I hope she's not listening, but if my dear wife is having a really good time, she likes to stay till like five in the morning or something. Yeah. My kids sometimes come up to me and go, dad, can we go home? So I said to them this time, look, I went, I took them to the gym. I run them. So they'll be tired, <laughs> right? Run them on the treadmill. Right. And I said, if you get tired tonight, you say, I want to leave. They were flying. They didn't leave to about 2.30. Yeah. I was the only one that was that was really, really tight. So there you go. And I hope everyone else had a really good time and a safe time. What about you? Uh, we just did Bondi New Year's, yep. uh, North Bondi Fish for lunch, oh, Bondi good. Pavilion for drinks, and then just uh, hung out. You, from the top of our street, you can see the Harbour Bridge and whatnot. whatnot. And Bondi is one of those places that just kind of pumps when I love Bondi. it's a big occasion. Yeah, people I mean, a, lot of, a lot of people you speak to, especially when I came back in 2008, were a little bit uh, about Bondi. I think it's mm. a tremendous place. Great vibe, really good people good as well. Good vibe. Gibbo? Uh, Gibbo? Big New Year? Yeah, well, I'd... Mine tend to go a couple of days, Missile. So you pull up stumps early this morning thinking, mm. oh, no. Start going into work. But yeah, I went I to heard like that a, on the telephone. Yeah, I'd, I wasn't saying too much on the phone, was I, boss? But <laughs> no. I, I mean, you, you would have had some cracking New Year's in your time. No, no, you know why? I'll tell you why. Because normally... Oh, football games are on. Playing, they're playing yeah. on New Year's Day. The vast majority of time, except, except if we were playing at home, majority of managers, stroke coaches that I had, if you're playing at home, so you could stay at your home. Yeah. But when you're playing away, usually either if you're playing, sometimes it's all right if you play. You might get one year that you played on December 31st, yeah, and you might get a couple of days off. But normally you're in a hotel on New Year's Eve. What but about like, Christmas? Same. Oh, usually you're training on Christmas. Yeah. Day. Usually always training on Christmas yeah. Day. Normally you train a little bit early on Christmas Day because they're married at the times the ones married with kids could get home so they could open. A, yeah. presence with the kids. But as one of my old managers, Ron Atkinson, to say at Aston Villa, your Christmas comes in June. 
yeah. i.e., you know, this is what you're paid for very, yep. very handsomely. This is what you do. Off-season, you can do what you want, but this is a very important period. And you've seen that. You've seen mm. that with the disparity of results because there's like usually three to four games within about 10 days. Yeah. And then the FA Cup starts the first week in January. So you've got to make sure that uh, that you're really spot on during that time because you can actually win or lose a, a title or top four position or top six or put yourself in a relative if you have really, really bad results. And you've seen that. But we've got one of the – and talking about the Premier League, and we'll talk about all types of football later as well as other things, we've got one of the most open title races that there yeah. has been in quite some time uh, with what's going on. Liverpool won this morning – quite convincingly against Newcastle. They had the most expected goals. Expected goals is like... Expect, expected goals? Yeah, so you know what they do? They come up with an algorithm which is based on expect, you know, expected value for those who are in the share market. Know yep. So they'll say, this is going to be the expected value of the company of James Magnuson yep. who, who runs the gyms. Yep. So that, and that's what it is, basically, but translate that to football, to put it in a nutshell. Gotcha. So the positions that you get in, they work it out with an algorithm. Saying, yeah, well, yeah. Expect the, Liverpool had the most expected goals ever since the stats of the so something like they should have scored something like seven point two goals. There you go. Don't know how they get point two, but they should have scored. <laughs> like. So, uh, so they, yeah, so they, uh, they're on top of the table. But look, they're only three points clear of Aston Villa. They're five points clear of Manchester City, who's got a game in hand. Five points clear of Arsenal, who had a sticky patch. Yeah. And Ange Postecoglou's Tottenham, another great win against Bournemouth. Although Bournemouth played really, really well, uh, only six points off the top. The rest, in my opinion, I mean, West Ham play Brighton tomorrow. And West Ham are doing really, really well. If they win, they'll go to 36. But I think, really, from six down, you could probably rule out of the title right now, although you couldn't rule out of the top four. So there you go. Boys, can I ask you, we, we got a doubleheader in the NBL on Christmas Day. Yes! Do you, think, do you think sport on Christmas Day, good move? No, not for me. Not for you? Not as an athlete. That's no, a nightmare. Of course. No. That's a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, as a spectator, sure, I'll, I'll watch it if depending how the day pans out, right? Mm. Christmas is one of those ones that can go multiple ways, of course. depending on who's at your house, yeah. depending on the mood, <laughs> depending on the weather. Yeah. <laughs> if, I've, if I've had a quiet Christmas and I've maybe woken up from an afternoon nap and I switch a TV on, sure, I'll watch it. Yeah. But I'm not basing my Christmas day around the sport that's no, on. No, 100%. I think it's the time to it's be for with family. family. Yeah. exactly right. Well, that's I, all. Yeah. I suppose there's just a bit of clear air. Because there's nothing else on. I guess so. But I, I yeah. think a lot of people have that much to eat and are so excited or I've worked so hard. You know, I used to mm. watch when I was growing up and I've eaten like my mum. Oh, by the way, and another thing as well, happy 53rd <laughs> wedding anniversary to my mum and dad. So there you go, who are enjoying themselves today. 53 years still going strong. So congratulations to them both. But watching her when I was, you know, baking cakes, mm. um, you know, doing schnitzels. Busy and all, day. It's, it's a busy, busy day. Yeah, busy day. You're lucky to get maybe an hour or so later on like in the end of the day or the evening till you can just chill out and then look forward. I mean, over here in Australia, we've got a great tradition of the Boxing Day test, yeah. right? Yep. So that's what you're sort of looking the forward to the next Sydney morning. to Hobart. There's stuff yeah. on the next day. But now, also I want to talk a... about the Sydney to Hobart. I mean, yeah. With the exception of the start. <laughs> oh, I, don't know, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I want to know how many people are listening that continue to watch. Because yeah? if you continue to watch the Sydney to Hobart all the way live on TV, we've got to have a talk. <laughs> Please call in 1300 uh, 01 1170. Yeah? Yeah. If you watched it past the Sydney heads, <laughs> once they go past the Sydney heads, I'm like, under the cricket. <laughs> and what a test it was, though, boys. The Boxing Day test. I yep. think the, the Pakistan skipper they did actually well. played. Yeah. They, they played. They played it in the right way, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk about that later too, because Stephen Wars had a a, a pop at the ICC, the International uh, Cricket yep. uh, Board, or what, uh, whoever they are, uh, whatever their name is. It doesn't really ICC doesn't really it, it doesn't really correlate to what I just said, but whatever. But he's had a go at them because 
they've allowed South African players who are involved in a massive T20 tournament yep. to pull out of a test series of New Zealand. And what I want to get to the bottom of is this. Growing up in Australia, I'm a little bit older than both of you, uh, especially in the, in the 80s, say before I left, test cricket was an integral part of my growing up. I used to score, yep. for Christ's sake. I mean, people used to look at me, talk about <laughs> watching the Sydney Hobart. They used to look at me and think, oh, something's not quite right there. <laughs> anyway, but Rain I do, I do believe, yeah, 100%. Yeah, who's on first? Who? The men talking to first? Who? The men on first place? Who? Anyway, so I, my point is this. In today's modern life, when it's such a, you know, it, it, you, you've got so little time for a lot of things, especially mm. if you've got kids there. Is the five-day game eventually going to be pushed aside Specifically, not so much for the one days, uh, because that's even a bit of a push. Remember, in, our, in my time, the one days were like the 2020 for these 2020 tournaments, because you've got to take it from a player's perspective as well. If they're earning really good money, which so they should from the T20s, yeah, why would they want to risk that then to go to a you say a test match when they'll be playing in maybe in front of a tenth the amount of people and maybe, you know, even though it's great for their reputation and this that and the other and, it, and it's, it's got a magnificent history, they've got to. They've got to think about themselves right now. That's all. Yeah. I, I'd really love to hear people's views about that. Is Test cricket going to struggle going forward in the next 10 years? Maybe with the exception. Australia versus England will always be what it is. Ashes. Yep. Always be, in my opinion, and especially in both countries. Add India to that too as well. Yeah. But with the rest of the nations, is, is it you know is it going to petter out? Or basically, are they going to have to have two divisions, you know, and, mm. and sort of say the, the less of the – because, you know, South Africa won't come here – for Boxing Day, nor will we go there because, uh, yep. because of the Christmas period. The West Indies are nowhere near the force that they used to be. No. Pakistan, like you said, okay, they were very, Quite very well. good. But I just get the impression with a lot of these teams, it's kind of like, it, it's more of a hassle than yep. an honour playing test yep. cricket. Yeah, and you just see with this Pakistan test, right, the two biggest stories have been uh, David Warner, Mitchell Johnson, and then who's going to replace David Warner when he retires? Yeah. It hasn't yeah. been, this is going to be an enthralling match against very Pakistan. No, it's very kind of been self-created stories because we're yeah. trying to pump up. What are the storylines? Mm. What's happening? No, so, no, I think you're 100% right about that. And I think they have to seriously look at that. Mm. Uh, and maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe think to themselves, okay, if, uh, if for example, they, they say, okay, well, maybe every second year we'll have a test series or whatever. Yeah. And during that middle year, have a big bash where you do entice all the best players. And I think there's no doubt that if all the best players in the world were playing in the big bash, it would be massive eyeballs, number one on TVs or streaming, whatever you want to call it. And also yeah. packed houses. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Bozo, I was watching TV this afternoon yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to figure, I, I thought, I thought I was watching the Super Bowl. Of college football. Yes. It was called the Rose Bowl. Right. And it was Michigan who were undefeated against Alabama who were 12 and 1 or Sweet something of the like. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, here we go. This is a Super Bowl of college football. I was quite enthralled in it, to be yeah. honest, because I thought I was watching the big game. And then the game finishes, Michigan wins, a lot of fanfare. And then they say, we're going to the national final. Yeah. So, all right, what have I just watched? So then I looked up results. And today was a day of bowls. They're ongoing now, the Sugar Bowl. Yes. He's on the background behind so we us. So we want clarification about that. I don't know that. what these yeah, bowls I, are. I, well, I didn't either. I, I thought that maybe, like you just said, it was like there was a Rose Bowl for college or there was sort of they knew yeah. and then the ultimate thing for everyone was a Super Bowl. But if it leads to something else, somebody will be listening who knows who knows basically exactly Some of the names how to clari clarify all that, yeah? The, but I mean, college, college, I mean, we're talking about, you know, football codes and so forth. For a sport that's really just, I mean, mainly played predominantly in one country. And we, we talk about that with AFL as well. It's huge, really. I mean, huge. the college, the college thing is just. But you were talking about that before, weren't you? About uh, you know, uh, combining a college type of. 
degree, if you like, with your sporting Sport prowess. Sport in Australia, how, yeah. How important that we is. We miss a yeah? big trick, Bozo, with, with having no pathways for academia and sport together i think it's important I think really it's important. Very, very important like yeah. when i finished high school all the offers for me for further education were from american colleges mm. it's like a, one or two here or there but they were part scholarships like a couple of grand here a couple of grand mm. there from australian universities over in america they say full living expenses oh, tuition yeah. everything they make paid for fortunes. remember there was yeah. that battle as well about uh, should college players be played? Uh, be paid yeah, and all yeah. that. So there was that, and which the, the players ended up ended up winning because they make so much money from it. That's something Crazy. to be, to think of because we saw today. If anyone read, I think it was the Sydney Morning Herald, Alex Wiley, who's on the MCG Trust, and I think he was former head of the Australian Sport Institute or something like yeah. that, or Olympic Committee Sports or whatever. Commission was or talking about like that, yeah. you know football eventually, soccer uh, eventually, sort of taking over all the codes. Um, but the, mainly because of a lot of other reasons besides the obvious ones that we think of. And you, you were saying that then, that basically maybe, say, say for example, with rugby union, which are having a tough time mm. enticing people to play their sport. But we always know that there's been some really top schools who are mainly rugby union schools. Yeah, yeah. Maybe combining that in a way, like you said, like they do in the US to make sure they entice more people to the sport. Because yeah. the big battle, you know, everyone used to say about the battle between the codes. My argument has always been the same ever since I was younger. The big battle is enticing the best athletes to yep. play your sport. See, yep. if I saw you swimming when you were younger, I would turn around and say, listen, son, keep you swimming up. No problem. But in the mm. winter, you come and play soccer with us. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. athletic ability is athletic ability. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big guy. Uh, would you big... have said yes to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always played rugby league. That was, that was yeah. my winter sport. But me the, too. The I, big struggle too. for Olympic sports these days is, uh, they get dominated by the football codes. So yes. if you're a good 400, 800 runner, AFL's picking you up from 100%. a young age. If you're yeah. a good 100 meter sprinter, NRL's 100%. picking you up. I'm sure football's yeah, doing the same, buddy. picking up young yeah, athletes. No, 100 percent right. And you can understand it because look, I, I think for a long, long time in this country, people have had a problem with people or you know boys and girls making a living from sport. But it is, as we know, yeah. it is, it's a skill in itself. And as yeah. I keep saying to people, no disrespect, I'm biased. But I say, look, yeah, you can say, well, for me, every job is important. I said, but, you know, the reason why so many people watch sports and so many people are competitive is because it's something that you could say pretty much everyone on the planet has in common. Yeah. Some type of sport, some type yeah. of athletic ability. And this is why, you know, you, no disrespect, I used to say to a, to a doctor friend of mine, I said, you know, what you do is absolutely amazing. Don't get me wrong. A guy in England, he was like, yeah. a, you know, he was amazing. It was amazing what he did. I said, but you don't get 70,000 people watching you do an operation. So, yeah. so that's why I'm, that, that's, all, that's just the way it is. That's all. And I think more and more that needs to not only be, be recognized, but also people need to take advantage of it. it. It can be an economy in itself. This is why I'm so against not having, for example, transfer fees. Yeah. So if you did that with the college system as well, you could say the colleges, universities over here, right? Yeah. Okay. You get the best, say, uh, rugby league talent. Yeah. You combine it with a degree. And by the way, if you, you know, depending on how you look after the person in terms of what you pay for them, you can charge this for them to then go to a club. That's yeah. an economy in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. that's, same with transfer fees between clubs. It's an economy in itself. You need a reward. Yeah. yeah. Just on that. So people always say the best athletes in America play NFL. So, for mm. example, if there was no such thing as NFL, they'd have better sprinters, better shot putters, better high jumpers, et cetera. Yeah. So it'd why be is the that? Same, it'd be the same money. It'd be the same for football. Mm. 
in the UK, right? Like some of the best athletes are probably playing football, not doing track and field Very in the true. UK. Very true. And you can and you can basically times that by five for other countries around the world. So if you want to talk South America, like all football. Yeah, ball, yeah, yeah. Central America, uh, the rest of Europe, you know, like, you know, although, you know, you get countries like, say, where my father's from, Croatia, mm. who they're very good at, as we know, water polo, you know, from the Olympics, yeah, yeah, yeah. basketball, yeah. Uh, handball, you know, European yep. handball, for those who don't know. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, I think, you know, you talk about the money that's in the USA as well, but I think you've got to be fair to the USA. I was talking about that somebody today when they talk about how they go into things to the finest details, right? Yeah. The research they put in, you know, in, in everything, like, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, this is better for you, the sports conditioning. And for me, like we started a lot of that with the AIS back in the, you know, back in the late seventies. I remember going to England after just getting some stuff from the AIS and people going, where'd you get that from? You know, from the sports conditioning in that part. So we've we've done that, and we've yeah. done. And you, you, rugby league comes to mind. I mean, we're, you and I are from the east coast, yeah, right. But rugby league comes to mind. They're always pushing the They're boundaries with strength and conditioning mm. in that because we know how important that is. Yeah, mm. and look, it, we, we, you know, with NFL, it's a little bit different, but uh, you have to say, uh, like rugby league and sports, like they have the contact nature. Obviously, the the more powerful and the stronger that you are, the better it is for you as well. Yep. Whereas in our sport, it's a little bit different. So more you, it's skillful. more up yeah, and more up yeah. and down. Like, you know, because sometimes it's not sometimes, I would say majority of times it's the players underneath six feet who are the ones who are really, really dangerous. And yep. um, so it, it, it takes all different shapes and sizes. But I think in, in the realms of, of, uh, of athleticism, I think Australia in terms of what they do, and what we produce for a population of 25 million right mm. as it stands, I think is right up there. We always, yeah. we always, you know, play above our weight. And that's why there's a lot of big clubs in our sport down here looking at both boys and especially girls after what they saw and what they yeah, have been seeing with the Matildas over the last 15 years. Yeah. And like swimming, we've been world champion, well, as, as good as it any in the world, right? It does, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. you yeah. got to say that, mate. Yeah. Who right. would be the best athletes you've seen? Um, in a football sense, in or a football sense, with, uh, I speed, would say yeah, speed, strength, strength everything. Uh, Dwight York was was outset. Ryan Giggs and Ryan Giggs's father um, used to play for St Helens Rugby League. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he, he was from a, like he had a, had rugby. Would league he be more like a two hundred, four hundred runner? Yeah, like or, a, or anything, anything, anything beneath anything beneath four hundred meters. No doubt yeah. about that. Uh, there was a, another player, French player, um, very very good player. He played for Arsenal as well, called William Gallas. He was like mm -hmm. an absolute machine. Um, I mean, the, the list goes on. Um, I, I never played with him, but I saw him train a couple of times. Cristiano Ronaldo was, uh, and I mean this in the best, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was really, really athletic. Yeah. But then you get that, like I said to you, there's a lot of people who say, well, what about from the skill factor? Mm. This is where you get the big debates in. So a lot of yeah. people, you know, when you talk about say Messi and Ronaldo, Messi, we yeah. would say is probably more skillful, but Ronaldo, uh, w was just, you know, I, I don't think for example, Messi would have had the same success that Ronaldo did in England because England, the game is more based around the, the, I would say the physical aspect, yeah. and even though that's changing slowly, yeah. But I, I think that's you have to have a different type of uh, engine put and capacity yeah. to play in England than you do to perhaps play on some of the other places. It's so important. It's so so important. But there's always that balance. Mm. But that's one thing that Australian players have always been known for. Gibbo is is having that. Uh, you know, in, in, in general, world-class fitness, always yeah. been known for that. Yeah. And people can say what they want. You can have the most skillful team ever, but somebody runs all over you. It's very difficult to play against. Mm. Very difficult. All right. Big show coming up today on big. the summer run home. So Bozza and I are both going to give our top five for the year. Bozza is going to give top five sporting moments of the year. Yes. And you've got the top five I've got rugby the top league. five rugby league moments. A yeah. uh, couple of guests coming on. We've got Ryan Grant from Sydney FC. Uh, an SEN cricket commentator, Ian Smith. Smithy. 
get involved during today's show. As Bozza said, text yep. us in 0457736736. If you can, please help me uh, understand what's going on with all these bowls today in America and what importance do they have. <laughs> uh, give us a buzz if you want to chat to me or Bozza. 1300-01-1170. You're on the summer run home. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home with Boz and Missile this afternoon featuring Gibbo. A lot of text coming through from that first seg, Boz. We Flying. went all over the place. Flying. Uh, Mark wants to let you know that the ICC stands for the International Cricket Council. There you go, board, council. They're all the same. I got told the other night as well, but that councils are, are going to be overruled soon here in New South Wales. That's another conversation. That's for 1180 when we do my new show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anyone knows anything about that, let me know. But there you go. International Cricket Council. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, uh, Damien reckons uh, that a Christmas Day game would hit different. It's such a success in America. Mm. Situational, though, boys. Like in America, it's snowing. You're stuck Big inside. Same, it's very same different, in isn't it? Completely. Yeah. Inside lifestyle is completely different to an outside lifestyle. You know, simple, uh, simple as that. I, I just think what we all said hit the nail on the head, families and friends. I mean, How do you bowl bounces at your cousin in the backyard if you're trying to watch the NBA? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, no, no. It doesn't no, happen. No, no, it doesn't. Just get ready for the next day. It's fine. Relax yourself, yeah? Uh, just on that next day when the Sydney to Hobart uh, kicks off, yeah. <laughs> we've got some, por- some support for you there, boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, I can see it. He yeah, says, much- uh, the Sydney Hobart, much like Bathurst, you just watched the start, hoping to see a good prank. <laughs> well, I Matt. always remember it was well. I remember back in 1987, because I remember in 1983, oh, you guys might not remember because you're so young. But I was, <laughs> you know, everyone was over to, and we were. Magnificent America's Cup win, first time in 130 oh, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's looking forward to, you know, in Perth, the 1987 and all that, right? We all sat in front of the TVs and all that. And it, you know, the guns went off. And they went, and, you know, after about 20 minutes, people were going, Okay, you want some chocolate or something? <laughs> like, you know, to, like, sort of thinking, is this what it is? Like, you have to wait. So it's kind of like a start and finish event, but that's okay. These what would be happen. the prize money for Sydney to Hobart? That'd be big coin. Yeah, yeah okay. and they do great work for charity. I yeah. was living in uh, yeah, great work for charity. I was living in Tremoyne, and we had this big, uh, these big wharves straight at yeah. the front. They had this huge Sydney to Hobart boat there yeah. one year, and it was the first year it was in there. It was from Hong Kong or something. Yes, they'd spent millions on it. Turned on the race that morning. It got out of Sydney heads and the mast snapped in half and the race was over. Well, there you it was go. done. And they had that. I mean, I remember when I was over England, they had, a, they had one year. It was a shocker, wasn't it? Yeah. The weather and this, that and the other. But it's a, it's a very sort after race. I mean, yeah. I know um, it was a sailing, do you believe? Funny enough, coming back to sports in Croatia because of the coastline. It's very big over there. Oh, yeah. We, you know, try and get a Croatian boat that would be, that would, that would participate. So it's a very. One of those sail Croatia well, numbers. Yeah. yeah why, not? <laughs> yeah. why not? What's the prize oh, money, Gibber? Yeah. Zero prize money. So it's just all prestige. Oh, prestige I think as well. For, a lot of sponsors, There's a lot right? of people do it for a charity. It's a great tradition and this, that, and the other. But in terms of a watching sport, like I said, it's a, it can be a wee bit difficult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, sugar Bowl is a tribute to the sugar oh, industry from early American times, says Dave from Frankston. And that's what's on in the moment well, in go, the buddy. background, boys, is the yeah. Sugar Bowl. Which and is... what about the Rose Bowl then, as well then, Dave? Yeah, what's that? A... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, is that a tribute to Rose? Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, you never know. No, fair enough. Probably would fair be, enough. wouldn't it? Well, uh, we should have one up in North Queensland. So when my mum's late father first come to Australia in between the two world wars, uh, he cut sugar cane up in North Queensland. Yeah. So they should have one up there too then maybe yeah, for the start of the season. Here, a top tier as well, American college basketball coach just signed a $90 million, that's US dollar contract, Dave from Frankston as well. So there you go. So with that, that'd be almost matching the NFL, wouldn't it? Oh, for oh, sure. Easily. So the money in college and NFL it, is it, yeah, it, six to one, yeah. half a dozen. I don't know if it's $90 million. It won't be $90 million a year. That'll be over six, yeah. seven, eight or not so years or so. But 
But they, they, it just goes to show. I'm just saying these these things need to be explored. How can we do this? Yeah. What, you know, why, yeah. why why don't we do this? And you know what? Have a crack. Have a crack at doing it. Why not? Yeah. You know what it is? As soon as there's punting involved. Mm. So for example, the reason I was watching today's game, I was on uh, mm. I was on Instagram, and one of the guys I followed, Dave Porton, he's got like a sporting. Uh, what would you call it, Gibbo? Portal? Yeah. What do you mean? Like a like website? A broad, he's almost got a yeah, broadcast yeah. station. Like he, a he does. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's massive over there. He he sold it for $500 million. Right. Um, he put a million dollars on Michigan to yeah. win today. million dollars. Wow. Okay. So once gambling's involved, yep. people will watch. Yeah, and I think as well, it comes down to the product, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, I don't care what, what it is. You know, we're just talking about, okay, uh, you know, and everyone knows who supports every different sport. I think one of the great things that we've got here in Australia is that we, there's so many people like so many different sports. But people can say what they want. I know for a fact from a football perspective, okay, I'm biased. I think football's the best. But I know there's a lot of boring games, yeah? But yep. I also know, coming back to the product, and you'll know this from when it's a great game for me, it's like it's like a piece of resistance. So, yeah. so and that goes for every sport. If it's yep. a, if it's a really good product, even that thing they used to do on Wide World Sports, I don't know if you remember that. Remember on Wide World of Sports on a Saturday from one to five? You probably don't remember that as well. That was sort of religious for all of us growing up at that time. They used to have this sport. I'm trying to think of it. Uh, somebody will ring in or text in and tell me what it was. It was like a lawn bowls, but it was on ice, and they used to roll this. It was like a, oh, like the curl. It looked like it actually looked like a, a mine for a tank, you know, like a tank mine. <laughs> and they'd roll it, and two people who were on the skates would be sweeping in front of it to make sure it'd go quick yeah, or not, I'm whatever. Sure yeah. That's curling. Yeah, I is think that so. curling? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knows, <laughs> what I'm saying to you is, if that I was ex- on Australian TV, right, exactly. It was used to be really? a wide, so why will the sports used to run on Saturday with the late Mike Gibson, Ian Chapel. And he used to go from one till five. And I said that, and you know, because there was no streaming in that back then, you'd get all these sports. They go, so watch this sport. And, <laughs> and if I explained that to you two, if I went out to the toilet, you two would be going, he's, he's lost a plot. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> but but coming back to it, right? There was one, I remember there was one game that they put, it was amazing. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. So it's kind of like lawn, ball, lawn bowls on ice. So it comes down to the product. Yeah. It comes uh, down to the product. All right. After the break, Bozza, we're yeah. going to give our first moment. Now, number five, we're going to go five through to one. Right, so we're okay. going to give you our first moment, our number five, your sporting moment of the year, my NRL moment. NRL of the year. moment of the year. After the break. Excellent. Thanks, Mark. You're on the summer run home with Bozza and Missile. All right, Bozza, we, we previewed this before the break. Your number five. Okay, number five. Best sporting ma- moment of 2023. My number five best sporting moment for 2023 was watching the Penrith Panthers uh, equal the, the three straight from my beloved Eels from the 80s um, and, the, and the manner that which they did it as well because it looked for so long that um, the Broncos were going to win. They basically, they, they come home like that. Remember that southerly breeze that came yeah. Remember that? It was so hot that day. Yeah. And the southerly breeze came in, but it was, it's a fantastic achievement. I think especially... In view of the fact with all the salary cap and all and all the other sort of you could say little intricacies that perhaps you wouldn't say uh, there's not not to undermine or disrespect what Parramatta did as I said they're my team back in mm. the 80s but it's a fantastic achievement so that's number five for me. You've played uh, football all around the world. Yes, Australians don't seem to appreciate dynasties as much as say an America. No, too much. I, 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 and you're exactly right. I was thinking about that today. But even you know, I was thinking about to. The early 80s, when we'll have an absolute stinker at cricket. I mean, mm. we we'll, we had a really tough time, mm. you know, up until really, you have to say, probably 89 ashes away. Yeah. And people were complaining like you wouldn't believe. But then we also complained when we have test series, right, that we're just going to be... Winning so, too easy. Yeah. yeah. Aussies, in my opinion, in general, like a competition. Nothing wrong with that as well. Yeah. 
Um, but the dynasty thing, yeah, but that comes back to, in my opinion, and Miss O'Hall were talking about before about, you know, allowing people to be what they want to be. Stop trying to drag them down rather yeah. than try to drag yourself up, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I, I think that's sort of a little bit innate, you know, you know, we want to give everyone a fair go, which is good. But remember anything that you do, good mm. or bad, there's always a flip side to that as well. Yeah. Because those dynasties and that, like, so you remember that, you remember that's that it. great Parramatta team. You remember the... Bulldogs team that come around it as well. You remember the Broncos, I guess the Raiders, yep. that was when I'd gone overseas. So yep. um, I, I, I hear what you're saying like that because I think it adds to the sport. You know, you you want to see the new kids on the block knock off the That's champions it. and, you know, and, you know, if, if you're really smart the way you deal with things, you can actually make sure that you stay on top. Yeah. That's the thing. Like we love underdogs in Australia, but sometimes I feel like we don't appreciate what's happening at the time. Right here, right now. And we now. look back and you tell your kids, oh, I remember when Penrith won three in a row. Yeah, 100%. But at the time you go, oh, I can't stand Jerome Law, I can't yeah. stand Cleary, can't stand you. Well, there's a lot of people that, yeah, they, eventually with the winners, they get over, they want to see somebody different yeah. win, okay. But, you, I mean, and I'm telling you, even great dynasties, I mean, the Liverpool team in the 70s and 80s, right? Mm. Liverpool and the football were unbelievable, both yep. in, in England. But it, they do come to an end. Yeah. yeah. Manchester yeah. United, 90s through to 2000, what, 2012, 2013. Um, so, yeah, around that time. Um, you know, and then so it's come to an end. You know, Manchester City now are ever so dominant. Now, a lot of people turn around and say, well, Man City a little bit different because they've got a state behind them. But I'm telling you, it, it will go in cycles. But I'm mm. with you. While you've got something great there in front of you, yeah, treasure it. Treasure it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like we might do that a little bit with Dave Warner as well. I know he's very polarizing yeah. and people love him or hate him, but we'll probably look back and go, it's a bit boring now that Warner's not there. <laughs> like you know. A lot of people, unfortunately, in sports, for, for them really, mm. are perhaps more appreciated when they go yeah. rather than the time that they're there. Yeah. I think that sandpaper gate thing really affected the way that the Australian yeah. public viewed but you know both himself and, and steve smith and i think it was at bancroft the bancroft, other one yeah uh and really affected the way they they looked at the australian cricket team for quite some time because you yeah. know remember you used, used to speak about you know other teams and you know i, I think a lot of australians just love to rules, go yeah, yeah oh, this or that <laughs> well they couldn't say that <laughs> you can't say that anymore yeah. can you yeah you know what i mean yeah we're done for life yeah now. but i mean like in terms of you know what is achieved and this that and the other of course there will be but there's always yeah. there's always been polarizing figures some people like to and i think you, if you really if you ask david warner one-on-one -on -one quietly I, you know, he he wasn't there to make friends. He was there to be the best possible test batsman that he was been. And, and arguably, for for quite some time, there were times where there was no better test batsman in the world. So, Correct. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. All right. My number five What's your five? What's your five, buddy? Uh, I'm going up the Wars. Oh, right. The run of the Warriors. Uh, okay. The Warriors, by some, are predicted to get the wooden spoon this year. They had a new coach, unproven. Mm -hmm. Their squad wasn't one of the strongest in the NRL yet. They went to the second uh, week of the finals. Uh, they were selling out every home game towards the back end the of the year. The crowds were excellent, weren't they? Crowds were excellent. And they became everybody's second team. Mm. Um, they were the real bandwagon side of the NRL this year. Would you have another team in New Zealand? I think they will. Okay. Yeah, I think they yeah. will eventually. Because the A-League have just opened up one with Auckland. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, Auckland's a tremendous city. Great city. Um, but so, I'm um, just uh, because, you know, apparently from our football and basketball, there was an article, like I said today, talking about, sports in New Zealand and this, that, and the other as well. And that's the football and basketball absolutely flying. Yeah. So, but last season, like you said, with the Warriors, they, they were flying as well. It was yeah. perfect timing for them as well. Running into a World Cup yeah. rugby year is a time yeah. when it could go quiet over there if yeah. they weren't doing well. They were selling out every game. They won, the, the New Zealand side then won the uh, 
what they call it, Gibbo, the Super test. Super Rugby. No, no, the, the NRL oh, Australia versus Championship. Pacific, whatever yeah, that yeah. was, egg and spoon race at the end of the year. But <laughs> <laughs> but they did win that, right? Yeah, so it was a course. big year. It was a big year for New Zealand Rugby League. Uh, and the up the wires movement became the thing to say, right? Yeah. You saw sports from all around the world saying in their post-match interviews, I think they got yep. an NBA player, someone in the EPL, people saying up the wires. Up the wires. Um, that was it. It was when you said wires. I don't know about you, Gibbo. I was, they didn't mean Waratahs, but I said no. <laughs> yeah. no, no. What do you reckon, Miss Sol, this year? Do you think they can um, they can have another sort of career? It's tough, yeah, it's tough, Gibbo. When a, when a side has... Uh, an outstanding year like that where, where they probably punch above their weight so Cowboys. much. Yeah. Well, they're not Pretty hard be, to back it up. Well, they're not going to be underneath the radar anymore. No. That yeah. way. Teams they, will be prepared for yeah, them. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that, that's um, a thing. But that's where you've got to keep evolving. You know, yeah. especially in the modern day with the video analysis and everything that we're, we've got available and you can get things really down to a fine art. You've got to make sure that you have a couple of different ways to play. Yeah, and that includes that's that, that you know more so you're probably saying football, but it doesn't matter in rugby league too. Yeah, so a couple of the, you have your standard stock way that you want to play, right? This is the mm. way. This is who we are. This is what we do. This yep. is our philosophy. Okay. Yeah. But then you've got to have that ability, in my opinion, to change mid game, to say, okay, well, listen, this is not really working. We're going to change it a, a little bit like this, and that's when really top line coaching comes in. where you can actually sit there and pick and say, look, listen, it's not really happening at the moment. We've got to change things here, or we're going to lose that game. All right, you can call us throughout the show today, one yeah, 1170 so let, us, let us know what you think about our top five uh, or anything else we say on the yeah. show. And we have got a caller, Bozza. Uh, James from Hornsby's on the line. He wants to talk to us about dynasties. All Afternoon, right, James, James, how are you, mate? So I'm all right. Just finished 10 hours, so I'm good. I'm on the way Good, home man. And happy, happy new, good, man. Happy New Year to you and your family and friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see how happy it will be. 364 days to go, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what are you reckon about dynasties, James? Uh, about dynasties. Um, what's wrong with having them? I thought it was great when the Aussie cricketers were bloody wiping them out in three days. Oh, good luck. No, no. That was the best laugh out. No, 100%, 100% right. But I, I, I think sometimes, like I said to you, you could say some people will maybe point to the commercial aspect in terms of like, we don't want to have too many dead games in our competition. Right. Yeah. But the bottom line is I'm still thinking to myself last year, say for example, with the NRL, with the rugby league, there were games, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was the West Tigers. Sorry, West Tigers. But I think it was, <laughs> you got, they, got, they got beat 60 to 24 or something. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know how much more of a sort of, you know, and that's with a salary cap and everything. But in terms of the top of the league, the thing you suffer from is you haven't got promotion relegation. Mm. And it's not as if you finish in the top six, you're in Europe. You know, it's not, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. that's what makes it, I can understand with three or four weeks to go, they want as many teams involved as possible. Yeah. So I can understand that. But in terms of the right up the top, the dynasty thing, of course. Of course. And the dynasty yeah. hasn't hurt the rugby league, well, this year anyway. There was record numbers on TV, record crowds, 100%. records, well, I'll, everything. Well, let's put it this way, right? The, the, the biggest showcase event in rugby league, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who's listening to, please call in and say, I think you're wrong, boss. But in my opinion, from the outside, although I love my rugby league, I'm still an outsider, mm. is a state of origin. Yeah. So that's what do you the biggest what product. Do you, well, yeah. well, that's two teams. What do you call Queensland winning nearly <laughs> 10 straight? What do you call that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? That's one dynasty. 
We don't want to see again. No, but you know what I'm saying? You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Jay? Like, if people get bored, that's a great, you know, if you have a little experiment and say, well, let's see if people get bored of it. Well, Throughout that whole time, people were buying tickets, people were watching. All right, because they want to see, they say, oh, these are the best, good, but we want to see if they can be knocked off. That's it. That's all. All right, thanks for your call, James. Remember, you can call us 1300 01 1170 during the show or give us a text 0457 736 736. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home. This is the Trady Hour, thanks to Amare Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Time now for a sports bet market update. Tonight, we've got Big Bash, the Melbourne Derby. The Stars take on the Renegades. The Stars' favourites at $1.77. Renegades, $2.06. that sound about right, Gibbo? Any value there? Yeah, Yeah, well, I reckon Renegades got a pretty good team. I'd be sniffing around Jake Fraser-McGurk for top bat. Okay. He's a young kid with the mullet. Young kid with the mullet. Big hitter. Big hitter. He'd be paying like 10 What time does that match start tonight? That'll be 7 p.m. And you'll be able to hear that right here on SCN as well. So just stay locked in. There you go, Gibbo. That's why you're in the big bucks. Uh, The Sydney Test starts tomorrow. Yeah, it does start tomorrow. I'm going going Friday. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm going Friday. Let's hope there's no rain this week. Australia, $1.33. Pakistan, $10. Okay. A draw, $4.40. Uh, this is David Warner's last test match ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So to get him player of the match, $7.25. I feel like that's pretty good value. That's very good value. $7.25. I think also, it's, uh, you know, for me, I, I think you'd have nothing to lose chucking some money. I mean, I, don't, we feel like, <laughs> I know you guys gamble responsibly. For me, I like to gamble to win. <laughs> All right. So chucking some money, okay. And remember, have fun with it. On a draw or a Pakistani, ten dollars yep. for a two-horse race is tremendous. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. Huh? Uh, they came within fifty runs. Oh, in the last very test. very Jackson. close. Yeah. 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 Uh, EPL tomorrow morning, boys. Yes. West Ham and Brighton. If you had to frame a market on that, what would you give me? West Ham and Brighton. I've had to frame it. I would say right now the Brighton had a great win against Spurs four two, but they're playing away from home. Um, West Ham have been in great form as well. All right, so I'd say I go like this: I'd go West Ham a dollar fifty, Brighton a dollar eighty four. There you All go. All right, the bookies are calling draw, it very close. Yeah, a draw. I'd go. Yeah, I'd give you. I'd give you two dollars for a draw. How's bookies that? are calling it two forty five West Ham, two seventy Brighton, draw three fifty. Oh, so well, who's the tight ass now? It's the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't losing nothing. Nothing. Very even money there. Yeah, All right, make even. it look easy with sports bet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home. Remember, you can text us during the show 0457736736. Yes. Eels Mars Bozzer, he says, here I am sweating my ass off, cleaning out yes. under the house and the garden shed. Then I switch on to SEN to find Miss Old Gibbo and the great Bozza. So ah, life yeah. is now better. Happy New Year, Happy gentlemen. New Year, Mars. Be careful of the spiders. Yes. <laughs> oh, well played. That's really good. And this is one from Glenn. Hey, Boz, why do they call soccer football the world game? Well, 211 countries play it. That's, by the way, that's more nations than are in the United Nations. Um, uh, especially when only eight countries have won the World Cup. I get that every country can play the game, but this is seriously only most that 20 countries can win the World Cup. Well, I would say it's less than 20 countries, actually, to be fair. Just because a lot of countries play soccer doesn't make it more competitive than cricket, rugby union, or many other World Cups. Uh, well, Kind of from a numbers way it does, but it doesn't matter. I hear what you're saying. Uh, there are plenty of countries that play soccer because there's not a serious contact sport like the rugby codes, Glenn. Well, I, w- I wouldn't say. Se- I don't think. I don't think you could say it's not a serious contact sport because we get a lot of contact in terms of legs. But I think what you what you have to say is this: that 
Um, in terms of the rugby codes, their contact, as we know, uh, is is not only gladiatorial, but it's an issue at the moment, and it will be going forward. Uh, and and the bottom line is, uh, like I said to you at the start, that's why it's called the World Game because it's played everywhere. And in terms of skill, well. Try riding with your feet in comparison with your hands. <laughs> All right. Plenty more to come here in the summer run home with Bozza and the Missile.